The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Like, just the Berks Media as a whole. Like, I started it because, like, podcasts, and, of course, I had ideas for, like, YouTube or just, just talking. But I'm really, really starting to see that I want to do some other stuff as well, so. Somebody asked me today what's um well my goal and then our goal for the podcast is and I don't know if I gave some like answers but I, I was saying like the the end goal is for this to be not like just an empire but that the, we're, this is something that we're doing full time that is self sustaining where this is what we're doing full time because it's what we love you know exactly. kind of thing um but yeah the the level of creativity. Like, I, I love that you have so much room for growth. And when I look at where we started, just even like our cover art to where we are now, and then the videos and YouTube and, you know, your sexy checkerboard in the background and all them good things there. Um, I know, yeah, look, it's just look at it. Isn't that like super legit? It is. It's really dope. But it's, it's, there's, you've grown so much in the past um, almost two years that you and I have been together. And then, I mean, because I don't know exactly where you were coming from before that in terms of podcasting, but it's been a crazy and wonderful and exhilarating and scary and overwhelming and beautiful experience. Um, and I'm just, I'm really proud of you and I'm happy for you that you've had um, so much room to expand and explore the artistic artistic depth of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And like I told you earlier, like honestly seeing you and, like you're passionate about what you do and I'm really like not like you know my career I've always been proud of like how far I've come in my career but I'm noticing that I was never truly passionate about it like this I'm passionate about um so yeah we'll see where it takes me yeah it's nice all right ma'am you ready to start yeah I'm ready all right love love Lust. Lust. And battle Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Love Lust and Badass Soul. It's your host, CEO Hayes, with my lovely and sexy partner um, in crime, and that is Miss Badass Jones. What's going on, AJ? Nothing. I always feel like it's a bad thing. What kind of crimes are we committing that we're partners in it, sir? I mean, first of all, first of all, we robbed several people of their innocence. You snatched souls very, very thoroughly, according to the email that we got. Um yeah, I mean, come on now. You labeled it murder pussy. So there's all types of crimes that were committed. What? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't that's, recall that's that. Fine. It's, it's fine. It's documented on a podcast, so you really can't get out of it too much. Podcast. What? 
you talking about? The lies. <laughs> I mean, you you completely assaulted a dildo. Like we've just seen all types of stuff. Like, <laughs> why do we have to bring that up though? That was like so long ago. What are you talking about? I've been reformed since then. No dildo sucking since then. I'm saving that. Have you sucked? Have you sucked an actual penis since then? Yes, I have. Oh wow! So like I, I want I want so there's like this thing that I think people think like because we talk about sex and how openly we are that me and you just literally are just fucking all the time not each other but just we're just all, having all types of sex. I think it was like a stretch where me and you like didn't have neither one of us had sex for like six weeks. Yeah, it was crazy. But the craziest thing is okay. So since the show, which was like what a month uh, a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. yeah, like I've had I've sucked penis once. And I've had sex maybe twice. See. That's yeah. for as much as we talk about sex, we're not having enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tragic. Fuck. Wow. She gets you rude. Summer's here in a couple of days and we need to fix that up. Like I can't, the heat is coming. I don't know. I find like in this city, there isn't anybody really that interesting. Um, and I feel like I'm ready to explore possibility of a relationship with somebody but what What? hold on wait a second what did i just hear that aj is maybe ready to explore a relationship in the year of our lord 2019 (laughs) whoa okay okay yeah maybe i'm oh got exciting news too after you say this no no go ahead i found your next microphone i like i i I got it so i just need you to get a get a laptop and we get laptop Yes. I don't like all these technical things you're talking to me about. Listen, eh? okay, so if for nothing else, you should you need to get this to make it easier on me. I know I make I make our podcast sound amazing, but come on now, AJ, get cut me some slack. I'll suck yeah. your toes if you do it. No, no, because then people. Will really... <laughs> no, hi, don't even put that out. There you can't. You can't say that you've never crossed. As much as I talk about sucking toes, it has never crossed your mind for me to suck your toes. You you can't say that this never crossed your mind. Okay, so I will admit when you and I first met and we first started podcasting and and before we forged like this kind of bond. Yeah, I used to think about like wonder about all kind of things about you, and then I don't know that kind of like. Okay, so now it's fizzled off into I would rather watch you mash up somebody's life than for you to try to try to come mash up mine. You understand? Okay, that's fair. That's no, that's one hundred percent fair. I'm, I'm, I still say, and I still hold to this day, it's going to be a situation in which we mash up somebody's life together. It's happening. It's going to happen. I, as cute as I look in orange, I can't go to nobody's jail. Eh? I can't. That's why we make them sign a waiver. If they die, they die waiver. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the things you're talking about inflicting on people's children? That's not That's not good. I mean, we're all the Lord's child and we do crazy shit all the time. So, I mean. No, but CJ, big and serious. That would be, that, that would have to be someone who is really of sound mind to understand what they would be signing and mm-hmm. what they would be getting themselves into in wanting to engage with both of us. Sounds like Nick this- to me. No, honestly, they would, they would really have to, they'd, they'd have to be of sound mind to cr- consider the craziness it would that have to they want to enter into. It'd have to be Nick. Yeah. Nick's not going there with I either know. one of us. <laughs> <laughs> now I like, I love Nick like a sister now. And it's weird. So again, I'm going to divulge this. When I first met Nick, which was like two years ago, in Philadelphia, remember I said to you, like, I want to kiss her. 
But now, you know what I mean? Like we chill, we hang out, we vibe. We're very similar. She, and because we're like closer in age and that kind of thing, she's like a sister now. So it's weird mm-hmm. to even think mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. thought. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you haven't quite gotten there yet into the realm of brotherly love with her. So you hug that one by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, man. I'm sorry. Nonetheless. You, How's your week been? You've been globetrotting I, as always. No, I've actually I've actually stayed put because I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, in New York this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, so this week I've actually stayed put. I'm just wrapping up business. A lot of weird people in my DMs. Um, my numbers in my Instagram have increased at an exponential rate, and I don't know why. But then I've also had like a lot of South Asian, like Indian men, messaging me pictures of their penis, which looks like raw uncooked chicken, like uncooked curry chicken. Not <laughs> no, no, I said it. I said it. I said it, and like some uncooked older- curry chicken. So like okay, so like the uncooked chicken, and you let it marinate in curry, and that's what okay, that's deep. Yeah, it is. I've had two men offer to pay for services to see me. Um, I've had at least a dozen DMs about just fuckery and foolishness. There's this one guy, I keep rejecting him, CJ, he messages me, because now when you do the delete option, it doesn't block the person to prevent them from messaging you again where it, it did before. Miss mm-hmm. said this, blood clap, man, about four or five times a day, every day is sending me something. I'm like, fam, I'm never going to respond to you. I feel like I should respond and ask him if he's retarded, but, you know, and then you get the people like, every day, hello. I don't respond. Then the next day, hi, good morning. Then the next day, good morning, beautiful. How are you? Redrin, Mana responds to you. Stop. Do you really have that much time on your head? CJ, I don't know. Anyways, come off of that. How was your week? It's been good. It's been good. Um, had a eventful Father's Day weekend with my children. Um, went fishing, went to play back. We were outside for 13 hours. We were out in the elements for 13 hours. Did anybody come home with sunstroke, heat stroke? No, we were good. Up? We were good. We were all tired as hell, though. We we slept. You know, you know, you know. I wake up at six a.m. every day, Monday through Sunday. That following day, I didn't get out of bed to ten a.m. I've never slept that late. That's a lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been it's been been fun. You're giant. He's gonna be bigger than you. Oh, he's he's already he's only an inch shorter than me now. He's thirteen. Damn. And you can tell by like his arms because like in that picture I took of him that I posted, he's standing straight up and his arms almost come to his kneecaps. So you would think that his rest of his body has to fill out to his arm. So wingspan looks really long, but his shoulders are really far too. I just don't understand like what's in the water, what's in the air. I remember like when we were kids, like we look like kids, and when we we're thirteen, we look like thirteen. Now I feel like everybody has to be carded because you don't know if, if somebody is like thirteen or twenty one. Like they all look the same to me. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. And like, um, thirteen is when my facial hair started coming in. Um, he has some under his chin and, and a mustache, but other than me having facial hair at that age and him not, he looks older than me. Yeah, so, he does. He looks very. Yeah. That's just scary. I'm sorry for you when your girls start to mature. Boy, it's, you better lock them in. What? Okay, just just for you. I'm going to take a picture of Alana from the side. I won't post that anywhere. And when okay. you see how shapely this young woman is, I just look at her all the time and I'm like, I'm really going to have to murder. I can feel I'm murdering somebody. 
if if you don't have your gun license, you need to sort sort that out. Like from now, from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's so funny because like one day my mom, uh, she was with my mom or something. And I th- we were all together. And she was like, Lana, stop standing with your butt poked out. And Lana's like, I'm not. I'm standing straight up. She was like, Lana, stop standing with your butt poked out. And she went over there to try to push her back in. And she realized her back was completely dipped in. I was like, yeah, it's bad. There's a butt thumb. Yeah. The butt side. And there's nothing you can do to make that go away. Short of like wrapping stuff around, like tensor bandages around her to like compress <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. uh, my life. And- but nonetheless, we are here to discuss not just uh, our growing children, but more than that. So um, we have a few topics this week. Uh, the first one is interesting. Uh, do you want to read this one, AJ? Yeah. So there's a study. It's a European study that concludes that bigger than average penises is, a dis- is an actual disability and it's associated with low mental capacity. So it reads, researchers who have studied the male reproductive organs for over 30 years in the University of Sussex, which is in Brighton, England, with the help of the University of Kinshasa, have a disappointing conclusion for those who are well endowed. Unfortunately, a larger than average penis is a disability, and 9 out of 10 men who have large penises are technically dumb, as in they cannot use their brains very well. The researcher said that there's absolutely no reason a human should have a penis of more than 15 centimeters, which is six inches. Uh, a longer penis makes rough sex uncomfortable to both the participant and the, partic- the receiver, the, the giver and the receiver, because the penis would literally be knocking against the cervix before the bodies of the two people having sex even touch each other. You know, this is some bullshit. This is absolutely this- some bullshit and, and penis envy. I really think penis envy started racism. Because the moment that yes. white people went to Africa and saw black men's well endowedness, that they were just like, "Oh no, we can't have, we can't have this." No, it's not even that. When they brought those black men back to the plantation, and the wives saw those and said, "Fuck, <laughs> my husband can have a third of that." Let me sneak into the barn at nighttime. Let me sneak into the slave quarters at nighttime. Then nine months later, when she comes out with a little bright, a little light brown baby, and her husband's like, "He doesn't look like me." She's like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. Penis at that? Penis envy started racism. Okay. So six inches isn't bad. Six inches isn't bad. Okay. I've I've had six inches. But you also need to know how to use your six inches, right? Mm -hmm. For me, most women I've ever talked to when we've had penis discussion and preference, you know, discussions, eight, eight and a half and nine is the preferred range of size. I can't think of anyone I've ever talked to that says, you know what? Yeah, I love a good six inch penis. Like, no, most women are- That explains why don't nobody want my ass. You know what? Do I need to call some people? As a matter of fact, I'm not even listening to you because we have an email to read. (laughs) (laughs) I I shouldn't have said that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna address that right now. I'm gonna let the email address that as we get into it later on. But I women say, "Oh my God, I love a man with a six-inch penis," or you know, most women say six inches is good as long as it's got some girth to it and he knows how to use it. Now, consequently, if you have eleven, so we're addressing two different things. We're addressing the size of penis and preference, and then that associated with having a low IQ or being dumb, as they say, right? So you know, if you're if you're over ten inches. Yes, you run the risk of damaging the person, but again, it's it's about body management. It's about knowing how to use your penis. Yes, bigger isn't always better, 
you know, middle of the road around eight inches is fantastic. But when you're 14 inches, you you absolutely can't put all your penis inside of a woman because you're going to send her to the hospital. And I know people who've done that to women, sadly and unfortunately, just because they didn't know how to use their body that way. But I know men who are well endowed, who are doctors, who are lawyers, who are practitioners, who are, you know, work in mechanical fields, who are engineers. And you have to have smarts in order to be in these fields. So, you know, saying that, like, I want to know who the fuck it is that they tested to say that anybody with like a seven inch penis is stupid. Like, I want to know over 30 years, who were you studying? Middle schoolers. Hmm? Middle schoolers. Come CJ. I can't (laughs) deal with it. (laughs) No, but seriously, it's in this, this whole, I hate it when they try to hide, um, like overt racist and stereotypes, in in a smart article like they're they, they try to present this shit as a way like it's legit research when really all you're trying to do is again marginalize the black man and the stereotype of the black man that's all you're trying to do uh with this article and i there's no one who can make me believe any different with this it's idiotic to say that um like i i mean i'm well above yeah. six inches and i am very intelligent Yes and yes. Not that I know the first part firsthand, but I'm just saying yes and yes. I mean, but you've I, seen you've seen Prince. I'm, I'm not. And nobody else is listening to you right now. They're they all listening. Like, <laughs> no, nobody's listening. If they're listening, they're not paying attention. So, um, I feel like because this isn't a study that was done in England, I almost feel like they went to, went to countries where English was not the first language, where translations may have been a little bit more difficult, or you know, uh, it's the testing and, and the questions or the quiz or whatever, or however they did the study, uh, you know, it was done in English in a country where English was not the first language. So you can turn around and easily assess, well, the person doesn't have a good command of the English language, so they're not smart. It's just, it's just chaotic. I would like to actually read this study and see what regions, what countries, what areas, what cities, what towns, what groups of people they actually did this study with, because it's a bunch of bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. This study was to make men with small penises, white men, maybe Asian men, um, feel more secure about, you know, the little packages that they're carrying around. And and that's okay. Be happy with what you have, but don't try to go on the attack because you're less in doubt or because your wife left you for some BBC, which is big black hawk in case, you know, people are wondering what BBC is. Just saying. I want to see an article on that. How many men have lost their wives to BBC? But look at it. Okay, so I know you don't watch porn, but you but you must know, like, even when you look at porn or you look at um, a lot of swinger relationships where the husband is coupled, they're white men with oh, yeah. small penis, white men with four to five inches. And the man that is, is in that coupled relationship, the bull, is usually a black man with a big piece of ras clot dick hanging from him where he's beating out and bruising up the wife's pom-pom. And the man gets to clean, the husband gets to clean it up after, you know, those are the men that these studies are reflecting and saying that, okay, well, you know, the only, the only, essentially it's alluding to the fact that the only thing that men with above average penises, which is more than six inches are good for is fucking, which is asinine. They're trying to mandingo us all over again. That's all that is. Fuck that shit. (laughs) I'm so done with you. Let's move on. Is a, a big, like I said, an eight to nine inch girthy chunk of dick is, oh Lord. So okay, AJ. So uh, okay, here's 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 what I want to know. I, I have a question for you, right? So you know we have a live show in Atlanta coming up. Yes, sir. All right. So somebody messaged me and they were like, "I'm going to buy a ticket or whatnot. I want to come. Um, 
if I come, I really want to suck your dick, right? So this this is the this is the DM that's been presented to me. So I'm 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 like, well, you know, I'm I'm flattered that you come to the live show. Go ahead and come through. Um, I won't be partaking in anything like that. I appreciate it. I'm flattered. X Y Z X Y Z. So then she goes on to say um, that if she can't suck my dick, she doesn't want to come to the live show because it's pointless to make a trip if she can't suck my dick. So it, it make this this is a question that I want to present to you is is at what level do you think that us as like entertainers and podcasters do we do you feel like we need to entertain this type of because my thing is is i'm i'm not gonna because i don't want you to show up to my show thinking you got a chance and then be pissed off when you don't have shit coming towards you so like what do what do what do you do? Because you probably get more DMs than me that kind of like put the focus back on the podcast and not on the personal. Like yeah, I tell them you know. So I've had to date six different people saying that they're coming to the show specifically with the intention of seeing me, spending time with me. Can I take you out to dinner? Can we hang out? Can we kick it? Whatever. And my response always to them is, you know, sure, absolutely, come to the show. Yes, we can absolutely hang out at the show. I don't know if they catch what I'm saying, nor do I feel like I need to explain further that when I say at the show, I mean at the show, not at uh, the accommodations where I'm staying, definitely not at your accommodations because I don't want to be roofied and end up raped <laughs> and that makes come kill nobody. Um, but yeah, like I always put it back to like, you know, I would love for you to come out and support the show. Yes. You know, we can hang out and whatever, but I'm only there for a couple of days. So if you want to come to the show and, and meet me and hang out there, we absolutely can. But outside of that, nah. Um, the fact that somebody wants to come to the show just to suck your dick and is not going to come to me, I feel like that's a bully tactic and you need to tell that bitch to like clear off because that's just not sorry to call her a bitch, but whatever that kind of thing is just ridiculous to me. Okay. So suppose you say to her, yeah, come through. Yes. You can suck my dick. And then what <laughs> sucking people and then what? Suck- this does not relationship. It's not a relationship making tactic. Like it's not like you're going to be like, Oh my God, I need you in my life. You know, <laughs> stay with, me. you know, like, you know, now I want to know everything about you. I know you, you know me, she can come through and suck your dick and she will continue to be nobody. Like she is now, you know what I mean? It's not like you're trying to, I'll give her a be, high five and send her on her way. Send her to me. I'll give her. <laughs> okay, great. Like You came through. Thanks for coming. Thanks for buying a ticket. Thanks for supporting. But that kind of thing is just ridiculous. And I feel like, um, you know, okay, so we're, you know, we're doing three this year and things have gotten crazier from when we did the first one. And, you know, we're both getting messages left, right and center from the strangest people saying the strangest things. But it's like, okay, it's like people who want to and not that I'm qualifying us at a celebrity status, but kind of like a parallel. Right. So it's like people who want to get close to celebrities because they feel like in their mind, they would be ideal for that celebrity. So I had watched, I don't know what it was, some reality show where this girl had a message, Rich Dollars, that's on Love and Hip Hop. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop, but I happened to watch this episode of something or other where he DM'd her back, but it was actually his assistant pretending to be him. And she was like, oh my God, he's telling me all these wonderful things. He wants to meet, he wants for us to build a relationship. And I'm saying to myself, does she not see something wrong with this? And not to say that she wasn't cute, but you live in the fucking hood in Brooklyn. You don't work nowhere. You're an aspiring actor. And this man who has money, who's on TV, who has fame and notoriety, has decided he wants to be with you. Not to be an asshole and not that that's not possible, but we know that that's not possible. When you look at the women that he has access to, like CJ, when I look at the women that you have access to, 
to think that CJ, she would have to suck your dick so that you feel it. She feels it in her toe bottom. Your dick would have to hit the bottom of her foot from inside for it to wow you enough for you to say, you know what? Yes. This is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I don't have to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's just honestly, people get a grip. So really and true. What are you? What are you exactly trying to say? You trying to say I, like what? What are you trying to say about my life? I'm just wondering. There are a lot of people who are interested in you, and I. You know me. I come through from time to time, and you and I have them outside conversation. We we'll talk about people and sing, and we we'll look upon people and sing. And some people, I'm looking like. I, I, I don't know if you know that there's a category that you don't fit into. Not to be rude and disrespectful, because there's somebody for everybody, but because of what I know about you and because, like how I know you, I know that there's a category that certain people don't fit into that somewhere in their mind, they've convinced themselves that they fit into. Now, my whole thing is, you as an entertainer, you as a public figure, you as a podcaster... If you want to come out and support me, come out and support me. Don't talk to me about sucking my dick and that, you know, try to use a threat tactic like, if I don't get to suck your dick, I'm not going to come to the bitch. Stay home. Stay home because your $25 is not making or breaking. <laughs> Love Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Big and here, and everybody talk about how fantastic it was. So you can kick yourself in the ass to know that you missed a great fucking show because you're dumb. You see how you see where you made me go? You see where you made me go? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to get into the next topic. Okay. So we have a Twitter confession. Um, it's the, the question was, what is the worst thing that you've ever done while dating? Or worst thing that you've ever done? So it reads, I had dated this guy for some years and deep within me wanted to marry him. He loved me too, but he wasn't sure whether or not to settle down. We were both ready to settle and spend the rest of our lives together. However, he was being unreasonable. Then my intuition drew my attention to certain sudden changes. He was chatting to seeing another girl, a very pretty lady. My chances with him were becoming slim, so I drugged his drink one night at his home with ketamine. I had as much unprotected sex with him as I could and then cleaned him up and put him back in bed. The moment he woke up, I left his place. Next thing I knew, I got pregnant and knowing him, uh, knowing him and the type of man that he is, that he would do the right thing. He went ahead and asked me for my hand in marriage because he didn't want to raise a child outside of marriage. We've done eight years already as husband and wife. I love the way he treats me as his wife. I love the way he loves his children. I love the way that he loves me. He calls me so many times in a day to check on me. He helps me cook, clean, and raise our children. And he allows me a lot of time to rest. So he's very supportive. What I did may have been wrong, but it got me the result that I needed, and it brought out the best in him, too. I love my husband, and I will do anything to make him realize that. Okay, so... I remember in a podcast episode, CJ and I had talked about, um, okay, so this is back like when the whole Bill, Bill Cosby scandal happened. Um, and I had said that, you know, I would go to lengths to drug somebody, you know, whatever. Really and truly, I would never drug anybody. And I would never force anyone to do anything against their will. Um, and no, CJ and I will talk about this again when he comes back. But it's insane to me that this woman drugged the man and got pregnant to force him into marrying her. And he has no idea. And I am not 
I am not about that double standard in any way, shape, or form. I think that any woman who drugs a man to take advantage of him sexually, monetarily, uh, mentally, or otherwise needs to go to fucking jail. She needs to go to jail. She needs to be charged, and she needs to go to jail because that's just absolutely wrong. Because it's crazy, right? Had it been him who had drugged her, had it been him who had drugged her and had sex with her, and she woke up and somehow ended up pregnant— she would have had a DNA test and she would have charged that man with rape. There would have been no marriage. But because it's a woman who drugged a man, it's like people want to skate over the fact that that shit is, it's bullshit and it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And I know he's never going to know because she's never going to tell him, but that bitch is fucking crazy. CJ, this is why you need to stay close to me and try don't drink no drinks. Go to jail from killing nobody who's trying to rape you. And the thing is, too, what's sad about this, to piggyback off a, a topic that we talked about beforehand, if this guy, even if this all came out to be true, right? I mean, well, if this all came out to public, he pressed charges, whatever, the woman got pregnant, he would still be forced to pay child support. Absolutely. And that's the craziest thing. Because the thing is, it's like, okay, well, they would say, okay, well, you can't really. Okay, so like if you have ketamine in your system and your dick still gets hard, you know, it's not the same as like with a woman where there's a vaginal opening, so it's forced entry. If the man's dick is hard, is it considered to be rape? Right. Well, yeah, because I mean, really, an erection is just a physical reaction. That that's all all it is. So, like, technically, I could be sleep completely unconscious. If you if you rub your damn tongue under the underside of my dick for for that's my spot, by the way. But for so long, it's going to get erect. That's not consent. That doesn't automatically give consent. Right. So. Let me behave myself about your underside to underside of your penis. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, that's that's a moral issue that she's going to have to live with for the rest of her life to know that she tricked the man into marrying her um, because she felt the losing battle that he was going to go with somebody who was prettier than her. Yeah. Um, those kind of tactics, I don't support that shit in any way, shape, or form. I, I don't care if it's man, woman, or child. That kind of dirty and deceitful behavior it needs to be punished. And like I said earlier, you know, when Bill Cosby was accused of drugging those women, even though some of them consented or didn't consent or whatever the story is, everybody was fucking up in arms about it. When Cardi B drugged the man's them, fatigued them, teeth their money and robbed them, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, a bitch got to do what a bitch got to do. Nah, nigga, it doesn't work that fucking way. I'm going to say it again. I don't give a shit who's mad. Cardi B needs to be brought up on charges. The only difference is those men are never going to come forward and they're never going to press charges because those those men likely have women. They're in careers where they, you know what I mean? They don't want to out themselves that way. Yeah. And just and they're just leaving it alone. But really and truly, if any of them came forward and pressed charges, I would say that they're they're well within our rights and she should go to jail. There, there's there's I, I can't fucking support the double standard. I don't care who it is. I rape, don't care rape who it is. is rape. And let's we gotta stop thinking that just because it's a man that that somehow makes them any less of a victim. Rape is motherfucking rape. And the thing is, is that honestly, if you give someone the right situation and if they have enough um, desire to do it, men can be raped just like women. It all it takes is a roofie and a, a mixture between roofie and Viagra, and there you go. You got raped. That's crazy. I mean, just think about like you 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 give them the roofie to make them lose their inhibitions or whatever in their consciousness. You give them the Viagra, which is completely involuntary, uh, will make their penis get erect. And technically, if you can if you can knock a man out for two hours that's had Viagra in the system, you can have as much fucking fun as you want to. So I, I'm going to ask you a question now. Okay. You and I had on a podcast episode many 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 episodes ago. Um, 
you said that you had woke up to someone sucking your dick and you don't remember the beginning of that. Was that was technically right. Situation. That's what I wanted to ask you. Like, do you feel like you were violated? Well, no, because the person that was there, I would have consented. So, no, it's not it's not right. 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 I mean, technically, by the the letter of the law. Yes, that was that was rape. But because I had welcomed that person in my house, I would have gladly had sex with them. I, did I have sex with them the night before? I don't remember. But um, so, no, in yeah, that case, in my case, I wouldn't have considered it rape. But let's say let's say, for example, in Atlanta, when we go for the live show, we're Airbnb being with a, a group of friends. We do consider yes. them friends. But let's say one of them decided to slip in my room in the middle of the night while I was asleep and suck my dick. That's rape. So what if that friend is me? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you have a you have a lifetime pass. It's okay. You're good to go. You know, honestly, I, I, why do you answer stuff when I ask you those kind of things? You just let it go. Don't ask a question if you're afraid of the answer. No, that's not a good answer. That's not the, that's not the right answer. That is the right answer. Okay. Just like I'm biting you the next time I see you. This weekend, I'm biting you. We're we're not doing the biting thing. We're not. I am. Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The The Team. Team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. (laughs) So the next article that we have... (laughs) Falls under the category of fuckery things. CJ, you got to read this one because when you said this to me, and oh my God. (laughs) Okay, so this one comes from the wonderful land of GoFundMe. A young lady uh, named Brianna, I won't say her her last name, just whatever, um, put this in her GoFundMe. Hello, my name is Brianna. I've had a serious problem for years. You see, I was born obese and I've endured so much pain and criticism, not from people, but not from people, but from myself. I've created this GoFundMe to buy a new body so that I can live a better life for my children and so that they can feel like they have a normal mom. My daughter, Brielle, asked me why I look like a gorilla. (laughs) And my son, RJ, asked me, why does his mama body wiggle all day? Fortunately, my youngest daughter, Bella, isn't as aware of the situation. But when I sit down next to her on the couch, she says, oh, shit, (laughs) in the softest baby voice. Please, anything helps. AJ. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) First of all, I'm with my fucking kids that ask me why I look like a gorilla. You know what's so funny about that? It's it's smart and honest and heartfelt as Lana is. She asked stuff because she just legitimately wants to know. And I could see, I just imagine Alana's voice like, Mommy, why do you look like a gorilla? <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my God. I'm beating her. If if Ashante was to ever ask me that, I would beat her. <laughs> hey, don't beat my future wife. You can't beat her. Can't be. Don't beat my future wife. That's fine. You don't have to listen. 
The craziest thing is, you're saying that you're born obese. There's no baby that's born obese. Are you retarded? Like, the whole thing is just, you know, but, but this is the society that we live in nowadays, CJ. And I bet you she's probably gotten at least $150 towards her goal because people out there are sympathetic to the stupidest things. You know, how about fucking exercise? How about eating properly? How about trying to live a healthy lifestyle and trying to show your children what living a healthy lifestyle is? How about fucking cooking shit that's good for you and your kids? So that, and why is your baby saying, oh shit? How is your... <laughs> There's so many wrong with this it's killing me but outside of that in all seriousness um when you and i first met and we were talking about uh the plus size calendar that i was doing and we started talking about body positivity and the plus size community and stuff like this you know sadly this is a reality for a lot of not just women i'm I'm finding with men nowadays as well and people are are so quick to take the fast out solution of body modification and getting surgery and putting themselves at risk for the sake of fitting into some sort of societal norm. It's like people are taking the fast way out instead of thinking about the long-term effects on their physical health and their mental well-being will be instead of, you know, okay, you know, let me see a therapist to get my mind right and deal with my, my mental health issues around, you know, my body image and body positivity and, and, and some things that probably stem from childhood and, you know, in terms of people are calling her fat her whole life and all that kind of stuff. Right. Let me, you know, enlist the aid of a dietitian or a health, a food health consultant to talk about healthier ways of eating, not just for myself, but you have three young people who rely on you, who are looking at you and you know what I mean? You're their future. You've got two daughters. What are you teaching your daughters? You know, don't bother to eat healthy. Just go to Dr. Miami or Dr. Whoever and get your body cut up and, and your fat suction from one place to the next and redisposition that shit so you don't look like a gorilla. Now you look like a god. <laughs> that kind of shit, I don't understand. I will tell you a crazy story. A, a friend of mine, she got her she got her body done. So she had the fat transferred from her back and from under her arms all into her ass, right? Had her stomach flattened the whole nine. And she felt like, okay, well, I can continue to do the bullshit that I do and eat the bullshit that I eat and stay up late at night and eat all hours of the night and not exercise in any of those things. And so you know what ends up happening? You put back all in the fat and the weight in the same place because for different body types, your fat it it distributes itself to wherever it's going. So now she's got a bigger ass on top of that and all the fat went right back to where she had the fat sucked out of. Yeah, the lifestyle change is important. Like I, I understand like some people who are like morbidly obese to, to give them a jump start, but yes. you still have to maintain a healthy lifestyle. People who think that these surgeries and everything are just the like the Midas touch of the body. Like if you go right back to eating the same way you were before and living the same exact lifestyle, guess what? You're going to be fucking fat again and back to being a gorilla. Like, and and we, we've said before too, it's all about like you, I'm not, I'm not against anyone changing their body and doing the work if they're unhappy, but you still have to find happiness in where you are first. You have to, you have to get, do the mental work. Cause some people, as, as, as much as they want these awesome bodies, you're not mentally prepared for it. You're not mentally prepared for it. And do the spiritual work. Absolutely. It, it, it requires a lifestyle change. And and the thing is, we live in a world now where, you know, um, celebrities are people's role models instead of their parents. And I understand that some of us have had shitty parents, and so we don't look to our parents to be role models. But, you know, when you do a body modification like that, when you look at the celebrities who have the money to do that, you know, they can always go back to the doctor to get something else yeah. tightened up 
or lifted or suctioned out or re you know reset or whatever the case may be you know for people who are regular everyday civilians who get body modifications done there's a set of work that goes behind that that you need to do to make sure that your investment continues to be an investment and doesn't you know um backfire on you in, in any sort of financial way and it's like again for me the bigger part of this is that you have three kids and especially because you're a woman that has girl children you're, you should be their role model and it shouldn't be to run to a doctor to get your body cut if you're, you know, when you're you're a little bit bigger. There are all different body shapes. There are all different body sizes. And I get that some women are more comfortable being in a bigger body because, you know, they own their big sexy and they're mm-hmm. they're good with that. And then you have some women who they've been shamed their whole lives and they don't want to be bigger anymore. They want to slim down to be smaller. And then there are people who want to slim down for medical and health reasons. And I get that there are, it, it, it's it's wide, right? And it's vast. But running to a doctor to get cut shouldn't be the solution. And NCG, even though you said that, you know, some people need a jump start. Yes, they do. But even with guy, uh, ba- gastric bypass surgeries, you have to be at a certain weight before they'll even consider doing the surgery because it's 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 endangering yeah. your life. You're open you know people think that it's such an easy fix to just go get injected get cut get nipped get snipped to do all these things but there's a whole process that comes before mentally and emotionally and physically and then there's a whole process that's after that that is still mentally emotionally and physically you have a lot of people who change their bodies and still don't love themselves and that shit has nothing to do with the physical you that's all mental and that needs work as well yeah and i think uh that there should be a psychological exam or some 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 something with that that's an aspect before you can physically go like before and after care uh, mentally uh, for for going when you're doing such a drastic change through surgery like that. That's just my opinion because that 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 insecurity doesn't go away. And then you have people who uh, suffer from like after even they lose the weight that they still see themselves as fat. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you got to be able. Like I- um there is a mental process and you have to actually see a therapist a therapist first and there's an assessment a mental assessment and a mental and emotional well-being assessment that you have to do before a doctor will agree to put you on a list for surgery or not they need to make sure they need to find out where you are um mentally and emotionally in terms of your body you know like if you hate your body and you're always starving yourself and you're always you know um if you're bulimic and all these kind of things and you have been able to use the weight lose the weight sorry there is there is a there's a therapy process that needs to happen before that because it's exactly like you said you have people who lose all this weight and look at themselves in the mirror and see still see themselves as being fat um and that that's a whole other different kind of hurdle that surgery can't help you with yeah well that is it for this week's episode of love lust and badass so we are going to go ahead and bid you guys a ad- hi hello, hello. sir yes you ma'am of this don't act crazy right now please what happened so we have two emails we actually had three emails but we're going to read two of them on this episode so last week something went out into the universe where someone had requested that we haven't gotten an email in a long time about cj's pro s and aj's pro s then all of a sudden motherfuckers two emails came in about cj and one came in about me so on this lovely episode of love, lust, and badass soul. I'm going to read the email about CJ, and CJ, unfortunately, and sadly, is going to read the email about me. So we're going to start. CJ's email, number one. You ready? Oh, Jesus. Sure. And I love that this was addressed directly to me. AJ. It's no secret to the show that your co-host has a certain level of experience in the bedroom. 
I myself have had the pleasure to experience Hayes firsthand, and may I say, the sex was poetic. Your co-host has the kind of stroke that makes you question him while in the act. The curve of his penis meets spots in my met spots in my vagina that had never been affected in that manner. The smack to my ass, the low moans made the experience that much more enjoyable. His <sighs> I'd enjoy I enjoyed several positions while I was I enjoyed several positions that I was placed in. The highlight, the highlight. After the first round of sex, <laughs> we together for a while. At that point, I rolled over to place my behind on his thigh with the way we were laying. AJ, this man, your friend, the haze you know and love. Kiss the tattoos at my shoulder and the precision alongside just overall swag that came next as he climbed on top of me and spread my legs with his knees before entering me again is something that sent something like a chill down my spine that reminds me of him daily. As disturbing as it may sound, he ejaculated in my mouth. And I swallowed it, and girl, it was delicious. I enjoyed him a lot, and I hope to have the in- opportunity to enjoy him again. Hey, handsome, how are you? Signed, <clears throat> Yellow Toes. Well. Are, you- <laughs> are you wiping sweater tears? <laughs> Yo, fuck are you? You see? You see me? <laughs> what are you talking about? You may not have something, but when you do, the impact and the impression that you leave on people's cervix, in your vaginal walls, on their tattooed flesh, and on their yellow toes. <laughs> back for more. Hello, hi, my friend. Leave up yourself. Yes. <laughs> strong. <laughs> I you, my friend, big up yourself. Why? Ah, Here's a watch, you and I mush up people. Boom, boom. I mush up. talking about aj hello do you want me to read it again <laughs> no no thank you no thank you cj are you crying no <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh god what <laughs> what in the first of all um thank you uh i don't i really don't know how do you respond to this like what? What? What am I supposed to say? I feel like the e- the email speaks for itself. I don't know what else to say. I I don't know what else to say. And that's why people want to come to the the show and suck your dick. So you realize what's going to happen after they hear this email, right? After that's read, oh. yeah. Sorry for you. Atlanta is going to be crazy. Are you okay? <laughs> I think you should go get a shot. Of- what just happened? Like, for, okay, so uh, we got this email like four or five days ago. Um, when we first got it, I didn't read it, and you you said you know we had got an email or whatnot, and I was like, stop playing. 
when I finally went to go read this, I'm just sitting here like they didn't have to literally tell all the goddamn business. Like they, they. Yeah, they did. It was fabulous. I mean, pineapple juice works. Hey, hey, pineapple juice does work. Apparently Um, I'm going to read that line directly as disturbing as it may sound. He ejaculated in my mouth and I swallowed it. It it was delicious. Hey, again, I, I, I told people before put haze in your mouth. It's good for you. I just, I keep telling people that. I know. I, I refuse to do that. Ew. No. No. Well. You see, and this is going to, I'm telling you now, this just opens up the floodgates and you're about to get inundated with requests. Like, I already know with certainty there's at least two people, probably not the one who propositioned you, but I know with certainty there's people who would die for an opportunity to swallow some of the haze juice. Ew. That just sounded so not okay coming out of my mouth but yeah you're you're about to get after they listen to this episode you're about to get slaughtered slaughtered with requests just tell them you can buy their ticket to come to the show they can have the hopes and the dreams and the fantasies and all that good nine whatever how about that it's it's done it's done we're, we're gonna go ahead and move on i just aj i do have to ask this though what was your face when you were reading this I, you see how I was carrying on just a little while ago uh-huh. in, in his therapist? I was fucking dying. <laughs> and then worse, because I know that you didn't read it. I was like, CJ needs to read this shit. What? I'm like, who's this woman? I need to know who she is. Oh my God. Well, now, now that you've see, seen her, what do you think? You need to find yourself in a, on a, a, a plane somewhere to go and see her. Or tell her to come pay a visit. She's wow. She's spectacular. Yeah. I don't, you know, we didn't really talk about dealing the situation or whatever, but if there's some kind of possibility, you need to you need to have a little bit more of that in your life. She good looking. And she have a piece of body panacea. <laughs> okay, so again, not to be an asshole, when I see her. You know, I know some of your your other interactions and what have you. I look at you know that's the caliber and that's the class. You don't you don't come you don't fit in there. Don't try it. Just stay humble and stay quiet somewhere, young lady. The other people, them. Hmm. That's deep. Well, let's get into what's going to be my favorite part of this podcast. What's so, be so as AJ is making fun about me getting this email and talking about how she wanted one and she spoke into the universe. Luckily, a kind and kindred spirit uh, by the name of or at least his name in this email is Johnny Cochran, which I love. That's that's just a great pun. Um, he wrote in, hey, CEO Hayes, it's been over a month now that I've been wrestling with sending in this email since I saw AJ's head demonstration video from your live in D.C. on your social media. I've been wrestling simply because I've been wanting to write in and say something and just didn't know if she would be upset. But I peeped a Twitter thread earlier, and in realizing that you're talking about emails of both of y'all sexual experience, I figured now was a great time to take the plunge. The blue dildo demonstration did nothing for her actual ability and the way that she caresses, fondles, sucks, slobbers, and strokes the shit out of your dick until you come. The short demonstration she did really doesn't give you a good idea of the type of skill that she possesses. The last time I saw her... She didn't even want me to touch her. She told me to come stand in front of her and unzip my pants, which I gladly obliged. 
She licked both of her hands and started to stroke me until <laughs> until I was fully at attention. She hadn't even put me in her mouth yet. I went to rest my hand on her shoulder and she looked up at me viciously and said, don't touch me in such a low, deep tone that I immediately pulled my hand back and just stood there and did as I was told. With my man in both of in both her hands, she began to suck on my head and my. I could feel the weird feeling in the back of my knees, but CJ, when she started to do that two-handed stroke twist ritual, witchery that she does, my knees damn near buckled under me. No embarrassment or shame. I had to ask her. No, I had to beg her to stop so I could steady myself. <laughs> she pulls no punches. When she's given head and made the whole experience feel like I wasn't even attached to my body. <laughs> and at the end of it, when I was ready to come, I asked her where she wanted me to come. And all I remember is a dirty smile on her face. She licked her lips, pulled down her tank top and said, come here, indicating her chin, throat and breasts. Oh, Jesus. Woo! SMH. <laughs> I know y'all have never been sexually involved, but I'm scared to think of what your interactions would be with her given the way that women talk about your abilities as well. Anyhow, I hope this sheds some light on your co-host and in tr- the truly gentle way in which she hand- handled the blue dildo, laughing my fucking ass off. Had that been a man in front of her, I don't think he would have survived the rest of your show. Happy with the come up, John. The head honcho soul snatches in the building. <laughs> Would you call me the head honcho? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this person is. It was a very long time ago. I don't know what oh, you're talking about. Oh man, that is AJ, AJ, you okay, so you you spit on both hands before you even I don't even I licked. No, you licked. Oh okay. Make well, it all slippery. Oh shit. And stroke. Then you have those those fat hands too, so it's like Yeah, that grip. That grip. That's all I can say. I told you it's like the quinting pum pum. The hands grip, the pum pum grips, it's just goodness all over here. What do you mean? Hey. I say goddamn. Oh. <laughs> I I like sloppy wet head. And that moment where you start to stroke and you hear them say goddamn, and the moment where you put in just the head in your mouth and you slobber a little bit and you hear like that low that they're not sure what to say or what to do, yeah, that's when you know you have them completely fucked up. Then you just turn up the dial and just go full speed. What? You know, it's kind of like when you're doing your head demo. Your head demonstrations. Like when you did the orange, eating the orange. I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. <laughs> that was computer generated. Uh, there's at least a dozen or more people who have that computer gener- generated video from different angles, sir. And a woman who in a red dress who is still traumatized and wondering, sir. There's, there's all you. type of things you can do with technology nowadays. I remember specifically hearing... There's nothing left in this orange. Like when someone eats your pum pum and they eat it properly and there's nothing left of the pussy, that's what she was saying, basically. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Image? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. 
CJ, they need to stop letting us go into public spaces. I they think really do. Really- they really do. Like, yeah. it's it's going to start being like, we're going to be quarantined where we're not allowed to have sex because we're just apparently mashing up people's lives. Like, Have you ever had, I know the answer already, but I'm going to ask anyways. Have you ever, like, you know, that type of sex that you had that was described in, you, in your email? Mm-hmm. And then it just turned the person crazy where... Before you had sex with them, like your conversations were normal and they were chill and everything was good. And you had this kind of agreement that you guys were just going to fuck and it was going to be cool. But then after you did and she realized that the penis was like magical and mystical. Did she turn crazy? Like, have you ever had anybody that just completely did like a 180 and became a whole other person? Yeah, I thought I told the story on this podcast before the the chick who who like um, who showed up to my job and like emailed my work email and was like, I'm outside. Why? Yeah. That that kind of thing is crazy to me. I don't know if I ever told you the story. So something similar. Um, and this was years ago. Years, years, years ago, this guy that I met and we hung out for a couple of times. And then we had sex or whatever. And he did this weird thing with his, his body like he was a dolphin diving in with his penis. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but then we stopped talking. And, you know, like a couple of times that we had sex, he'd actually come to my home. And... CJ, I swear to you, probably about a year and a half later, this man comes knocking at the door. So my hair at the time, I think when he and I were together, you know, seeing each other or whatever, it was red. And then the next time when he came knocking at the door, my hair was like in this style, but it was black. And he knocks at the door and he's like, hi, I'm looking for AJ. And I'm like, okay, and you're who? And he's like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And he's looking at me and he's like, are you her daughter? I'm like, no, I'm her. The fact that after a year and a half, you came looking for me to my house, that's a little bit like that kind of level of stalkerism and just feeling like you could show up somewhere uninvited. That's shit. Like really and truly. And and this is why, I, I don't know. There's no way to really prevent it because you have people who talk a strong game and pretend like they can manage all manners of fuck. But when it comes down to it and they get fuck, fuck, like proper fuck, and they can't, they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know what to do with themselves. That's deep. Is it deep? How deep is it, TJ? <laughs> okay. Uh, wrap up, wrap up. That's it. Uh, this has been... Uh, please don't send in any more emails. Like, I'm glad that they're all positive, but... <laughs> don't send any more emails. Send them. Don't listen to CJ. Send why do you want why do you want these emails aj like why do you want to do this to my life to t- honestly mm-hmm. because it has helped you open up so much from when we first started doing this when you go back and you listen to maybe the first two of our episodes and you listen to our episodes now and how relaxed and open and comfortable you are it's fucking amazing It really and truly is. And I also think that, you know, people need to hear that you're a real person and that I'm a real person. And that as much as we have this podcast and as much as we've got like, you know, how many ever thousands of followers and, you know, we're doing all these live shows and people will know us in a, in a public figure type of way that we're real everyday people and that we fuck and that we're out here mashing up some people's lives. And that sometimes, you know, shit happens to us that is unexpected or otherwise. And that we go through the ups and downs of life like other people do. So these emails are important. People need to know that you're a real person. They don't need to know that much about me. 
Well, AJ, this has been another eventful episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So do you want to go ahead and tell the beautiful people where they can find us? I do. Um, actually, before we go, though, I wanted to read. So everyone knows that we have Patreon. Uh, and on our Patreon, we have special episodes that are not broadcast on our regular podcast. Uh, there are full unadulterated, unedited videos of our uh, interactions from the, the, the second that we start talking mm-hmm. until the second that we come off. So everything. You get the bloopers, the laughs, the jokes, the regular conversation, everything. Um, but then you also get a full episode and you get a video episode of it. So someone who subscribes to our Patreon had written in a review. And it says, I love the unedited version here, folks. So many laughs. One thing that I really don't understand, this is an episode that we did that's on our Patreon that you would only know about if you sign up to our Patreon. Um, I don't understand is why women attack women. It shouldn't ever happen. Women are the most powerful when they are unified and come together. So what is weird is that women, is that the woman isn't coming more at the man. I have seen you guys talk about this issue through the show, and I will never understand why women blame the other woman instead of the man. I do agree with Hayes, though. I swear people are insane i honestly don't understand how people think certain things are okay it makes zero sense again that is the episodes that you would not get on our regular podcast um in addition to that one of the benefits of being a patreon subscriber is having access to those videos you uh when we do the next two live events if you're not able to attend live um for the subscription fee you'll get to be there at the live through the video the entire show is going to be videotaped so you will get to see everything from start to finish and get a personal interaction as if you were at the show. <clears throat> so that's my pitch for our Patreon. Um, you can find us on our social media <laughs> at lovelustmbas on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow our YouTube channel at lovelustmbadassoul. And we are also on Patreon. You can subscribe, again, for all the wonderful benefits that I just mentioned. Uh, and that also is lovelustmbadassoul. Uh, if you want to email us, please and thank you which you're allowed to do. You can email us at lovelustmbas, all one word, at yahoo.com. You can find us on Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Anchor. Um, You can also find us through Red Circle, uh, uh, which is a new platform that we are part of. And I feel like I'm missing one. iTunes. And uh, CJ will give you the phone number as much as I protest and for the people who call for absolutely no <laughs> That's, we we got zero zero of those type of phone calls. So everyone who called the line was actually calling for a legitimate reason this past week. So that's always a big plus. But that number is 614-547-2039. And that is a line for the Brex Media as a whole. So if you're leaving a message for Love Less and Badass, so make sure you say that at the beginning of the message. All right. And so you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. And this has been another episode of the best adult podcast around. (laughs) Bye, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Breaks Media. I love the fuck feeling. I feel everything in me. Load up your gun, make it us in me. Breed me one, breed baby, come in me. Beer, but now condom in me. Oh, Lord God, oh, it feels so good. My love on my pussy, just I grab it out. My can't hold it. Baby, my can't hold it. My can't hold it, me a ball out. I regular me up a ball out. Oh, your fuck me so good, be. So me know you are real G. My can't hold it, me a ball out. Me up a ball out. Come